0: There's nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we're liberated from our own fear, Our presence automatically liberates others. Our Deepest Fear by Marianne Williamson. Welcome to She Be Trippin' the podcast. Thank you so much for being here and thank you for listening. I opened up this episode with my favorite, favorite poem, Our Deepest Fear. This is a poem that I have read over and over and over again Since my adolescence, it's something that really resonates with me. And I felt that this poem went really well with this episode. This week's episode is about tackling your fears and creating systems to tackle that fear of the unknown. That fear of getting something done that is such a big goal that it just seems too big your mind to even grasp. So sit back, come on this journey with me. You don't need to grab a pen or a pencil this week, but if you want to take notes, I would highly recommend (laughs) that's the professor in me. But sit back, relax, enjoy this week's podcast. We are in Houston, Texas, when this podcast was taped, and I'm so happy to share this piece of art with you, and I'm so happy that you are here. Happy listening. I'm your host, Tashauna Ferguson, and we are in Houston, Texas, at Le Maison Bed and Breakfast, an urban bed and breakfast, excuse me, an urban bed and breakfast owned by Uh, two amazing black women um, that decided to go into business together and create this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful work of art. We are here. It's going to be a short episode because I am at this Bed and Breakfast because I just finished the second draft to my first book. I finished the second draft edits and went through what, um, stories need to be elaborated on, uh, what verbiage I want to use differently. And this process has been so therapeutic the first time I did this. And, and please don't mind my bedtime voice, uh, for the bed and breakfast. Um, I don't want to disturb other people that are here. So, um, I'm not extra loud. But the first time I did this, I did this for the first draft. Um, one of my friends, Delisha Grant, um, she put me onto a bed and breakfast in Newark, New Jersey, that was owned by, that is owned by two uh, black women who happen to be sisters. And uh, they turned the, bed and, the house that they grew up in into a, uh, it's not the house that they grew up in. It's actually, it's like the house that their mother bought. And then they all lived there together, um, like all of the brothers and the sisters lived there together when their mother was sick. And so then, after their mother passed, they turned it into a bed and breakfast for creatives, um, for creatives and for academics to be able to finish projects or start projects or be in a space where they can complete projects. And it was one of the most beautiful experiences that I ever had and I said I have to continue this so I found this black owned here in Houston because um, it was time and I'm happy that I did it um, because of my work schedule I had to do a 24 hours a 24-hour writing solo writing retreat and basically what I do how I get this done is I'll plan out the 24 hours um, or the 48 hours my first draft I did in 48 hours 10,000 words in 48 hours. This go round I edited 10,000 words in 24 hours. <laughs> it sounds crazy, but the reason why I have been able to do it in this way is because I have a strategic plan. And I think I'm going to do an episode where I go into what that plan is and the steps that I've taken and I really just want to focus in on the experience, but When you create a strategy where you just, like, focus in, when you're like, I want to be a New York Times bestseller, so what does that take? That takes radical movement. That's a radical thing that happens to people. Being a New York Times bestseller doesn't just happen. doesn't just happen by chance it's radical so you must create radical movement for you to get a radical response right and you can do that in the negative or the positive I choose to do that in the positive and so if all I have is one day off a week am I going to use that as an excuse not to accomplish my goals because the reason why I only have one day off a week is because that at one point Where I'm working right now at one point was a goal. So I'm going to lose out on another blessing because of a blessing? No. God gives us resources. We figure it out. It is up to us to figure it out. It is us to ask when we can't figure it out. (laughs) And so I just... I go into all of that because it, uh, I will be a New York Times bestseller and so therefore I'm creating traditions I'm curating a road map for me to get there I'm documenting it because I don't want to be the only one to be able to do this or the only one in my tribe to be able to do this at this level so I document the process so that when everything does shift and everything that I said does happen or everything that God said does happen. there is a track record and there is action steps and there is an actual like roadmap to get to the thing. Cause basically all I've done my whole life is watch people and assume how they got there, watch their actions and then, put that in alignment with what they have and from that research and collection of data I created my own roadmap and the collection of data within my own life I've created new systems that help me have a more efficient life so the reason why I'm able to do a -a write-a-thon or a writing marathon or a writing retreat, solo writing retreat in 24 hours is because before I even get here, there was a week of planning for me to be able to even execute this. And in that week of planning, I planned what the schedule was going to be hour by hour. What First, I did a whole brain dump. What were the tasks that I wanted to accomplish? What What was the point of this? Why am I taking myself out of my normal routine, my normal life, to go solo by myself and write write down all of the goals? What's the point? What's, what's the end goal? And then also be okay with not everything getting done in the 24 hours, but the things that do get done being efficient. I'm very overzealous, very ambitious in my goal setting, super ambitious in my goal setting you have to be, (laughs) you have to be, what would my highest self be getting done right now? That's how I look at it. But yeah, so, uh, that is where I'm at right now. I am, I finished the edit and there were so many times I wanted to give up. I wanted to give up so bad last night I had to do an audio journal because I just was like, I can't. My brain. Why did I think I could do this? Why? And then in those moments, that's when I go to, I think I can do this because God told me I can do this. So if God told me I can do this, maybe I just need to go to sleep for a second. Maybe I need to just rest. Maybe I need to reset. Reset my mind so that I can do the things that God told me to do. Period. No more getting overwhelmed for long periods of time. Just feel the feeling. It can live in the same space. Am I second-guessing myself through this process? Sometimes. That's real. That's what it is. Am I still walking forward in the midst of second-guessing? yes (laughs) and that 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 is the difference between having just enough or having it all cause baby if anybody tries to tell me I can't have it all I look at them like they crazy cause my life is a direct reflection of everything that I've ever wanted coming to pass little by little period so that's where we are at that's where we are at what I'm learning in this process about myself especially in that moment yesterday is that I'm more mentally tough than I think I have a mental endurance that I am building that is out of this world and it's um it's interesting to watch unfold in my life it's very interesting to watch because I remember when i couldn't complete a project, I remember when I was so overzealous I would start something and never finish. You now I mean projects are on the wall, and now i'm completing things I'm seeing things through i'm seeing the the benefits to the decisions that I'm making I'm putting me first I'm putting all of the things first because baby this is why I, I, I thank God for my singleness because I'm able to focus on me and to bring it full circle because this this I haven't even told y'all what this book is it's um it's called the breakup blueprint it is a journal a uh, 12-step guide to healing grief and the reason why this book came about is because when my ex broke up with me uh july 4th of last year it felt exactly like uh when i was told my nana died and I was able to put it all together, grief all together. Because when my Nana passed, I was having a really tough time with that. And so, what's so crazy is that... What's so crazy is that, um... I saw the breakup coming. And so, because I saw the breakup coming... Because, you know, some dudes start acting funny. (laughs) I said, um... Cause he has he he had broken up with me before maybe a year and a half before that, and um, I remember saying, "If it happens again, I'm not going back, and I have to be okay." And so when I felt like. It was going to happen again i went into like beast mode and creating like plans and systems of healing like what am i gonna do to be better what am i gonna do to be able to get through this efficiently and through that guide that i made for myself i had a summer for the girls okay summer 2022 was a hit and i went through all of i went through healing and i'm still healing but that that first, a breakup as catastrophic (laughs) as the one that i went through that first 90 days baby that first week will make you or break you what you do in that first 90 days can either have you gain everything or lose everything and i knew a heartbreak like that the amount of loss that could come with it if I didn't get myself together ASAP. So I put this plan of action together. I knew what was at stake. I was working on Broadway, highest level of my career. And if that depression would have taken over from that loss, I already know what it would have done to me. I already know. I wouldn't have been able to get out of bed. I would have been calling out I would have lost my job the job that I worked so hard for I would have lost friends and some may have kind of walked away a little bit while I was going through this healing process but like that first 90 days is crucial so That game plan that I put together, I put it in a book and I wrote stories to show you how I actually put those things into play. It's nonfiction. So all of these stories are my life and the things that I've been through and we're here and in this process, I'm healing because even the things that I read, that I wrote, In November of 2023, there are some things that I feel so differently about. There are some things I still feel the same about. There are some things that before I wasn't angry about and now I am. There are things that I was angry about before that I'm not anymore. And so this just journey of healing is beautiful. And I am just extremely blessed to be in a position to use my gifts. And I will not just let my gifts just sit. And so I'm giving you a peek into my thoughts and how I'm feeling right after I've completed this task. This is episode two of On The Move, and I'm about to be on the move. I have to check out in 30 minutes. (laughs) On the move, back to my normal life in Houston, whatever that is, back to my loft. And, um... Thank you guys for listening Let me know if this is helping you Let me know what you want to hear about Hit me on my Instagram Tish underscore Ferguson Email me Tish at TishFerguson.com Just Move with me And let's see what happens Let's see what moves in your life Because of the systems that I've provided for you and um, I'm going to keep showing up so that you can keep showing up